0: Hello and welcome back to the Rogue Methods podcast with your host Raul Martinez and as much as I want to drop a high energy podcast right now the day's been kind of interesting by interesting I mean kind of sad and, and just uh, memories and incidents and cases I've been in and worked on and just people I've been around. So I'll share a little bit about what happened this morning. And it's been a few days going now. So we had, I had somebody reach out to me on Instagram. This happens a lot. It happens to a lot of my friends. Anybody who uh, is out there voicing an opinion and, and being a little bit more of a voice for the, the community. The veteran community, law enforcement community, just the training community itself. So I get a message from a young lady about her boyfriend kind of acting strange, former military guy, now law enforcement, uh, and just acting kind of sad, not really happy with what's going on, how things have transpired, um, career changes, the usual uh, transition period. But the message came through and you you can tell that she's worried, you can tell that she has a few things on her mind and that she's looking for some sort of help from somebody who she's either trained with or been around and understands that we could have some sort of an effect on on the individual so i replied simply with a absolutely have him reach out to me i'd be happy to talk to him or put us in contact somehow so we can chat Um, and it's sad to hear this morning that in an unfortunate event the young man took his own life And it breaks my heart because though I didn't have a chance to talk to him, it breaks my heart that people have to go through this, both the family and the individual. We've been down these dark paths. I know I have. I had a hard time transitioning from the military into civilian life, but a lot of it was, and now looking back, having understood more things as an adult, and men don't really mature so you're like 35, 36, 37, mean 40 even. Um, that's like good maturity. We start to look back and be like, oh, shit, half of the things I did were kind of silly. Uh, and you're better at dealing with things. So when I transitioned out, fortunately for me, I went into the military a little older. I already had life experience, management experience. And... Just I lived an interesting life prior to the military, so when I joined, I went through and I noticed a, a bunch of things like the transition out or even when you would get back so like for guys like me who stayed extra time in in country and then came back, <clears throat> I came back and there was no parades, there was no debriefs, there was no out processing uh, psychological fucking tests, none of that shit. so when I got home. When I got back to back Stateside, I just went through the normal stuff, got all new gear, got all stuff turned in and then right back to work. So, but I was okay with that. I figured it's just how we do shit. And I know a lot of guys who guys and gals who went into the military earlier in life and maybe just weren't as emotionally intelligent or just haven't, they hadn't grown into themselves, truly understood their feelings what feelings are. And this is a topic not a lot of people talk about because not, a, not that people don't know. It's just not grandiose. It's not fun. It's not something people want to listen to or, or be a part of. And it's hard to really look internally and see who the fuck you are. It isn't easy. It isn't easy for me. It isn't easy for anyone. I don't think, especially if you've dealt with some sort of trauma, be it to yourself, to those around you or dealing with it on a day-to-day basis, like law enforcement does. So this morning when I get that news, I'm like, "Man, what more could I have done? So now I'm pissed that I didn't do enough. Whether I I could have changed this situation or not, I don't know. But I do know that we do have a gap of time that we can fill and prolong something that can happen by having conversations with people. So the old, oh, toughen up, be a fucking man. Look, all that shit has value. And I like that. I like the tough love. But I had to learn to understand that tough love, there's hidden gems in tough love. And the hidden gems are people actually care. That's just their only way of showing it because that's how they were taught to be. And we definitely are who our parents were, who we look up to, and who we look to for leadership. So look around. Look around and see who's, who. one, who's around you, who's influencing you on, on your behavior, on your um style of parenting, anything that you do when you're in a leadership role where you have the power to influence people, look around and see if it brings fucking value. If it doesn't, and that's your jam, fuck it. Who cares, right? I'm not here to tell anybody how to do anything, but I do appreciate it when people have the capability and are willing to help others, whether it's just a phone call, a a FaceTime chat, a conversation via text, something that opens it up. And I get it. We're all busy, and sometimes we're really cold to each other. Like, I got shit to do, and these motherfuckers need to get their own shit. I've heard it all. I've probably said it all. I was super angry, right? Like I was saying earlier, when I got out of the military. I was upset. I would see veterans on the corner, and they'd have signs that said homeless veteran. I'd be pissed. Why is this fucking dude who served this country out here fucking eating scraps? I was mad about that. I was mad about fucking everything. My transition was weird, partially because... I kind of didn't want to leave, but fucking shitty leadership and the mentorship was all dissolving. So it was whatever. I left. Plus, contracting came up, and that's a, a different boat of fun. And my time figuring it out had an effect on everybody around me. It had an effect on relationships, kids, parents, siblings, everything was affected by it. So when we see this style of deterioration in somebody who normally would behave a certain way, um, because sometimes people won't share openly that they're sad about something or that they're hurting about something to the point where they're thinking of the most catastrophic thing you can do to yourself and you're just gone, right? Yes, it's an exit for one person, but it just leaves a shitload of bad, bad memories and, and circumstance for, for the, per, the people in your life that you left behind. It's rough. I don't think that you want people to remember you that way. I don't think that it ends anything for your family who already knows that you're struggling. It just creates more grief. It's super important, I think. That we have conversations with people that we are afraid of doing harm to themselves. Sometimes it's really difficult to have that conversation because it's the stud of the family, right? Or it's the, the main head of the house. That also can be a lot of pressure in relationships to be the, the, the top person in the relationship and then not have what you think is the, the support structure around you. And we all go through hard times. It's part of becoming a better person. It's part of the lessons we need to learn so that we can pass those on to our kids, pass those on to people that we mentor and encourage to be better. I've dealt with a lot of suicides, both growing up, seeing it happen, hearing about friends and family, and then in the military, again, dealing with The potential of a lot of guys talking like they're going to do it. And a lot of it's a cry for help. We get it. But it's one of those things where even though it's a cry for fucking help, if you can help them get out of that crisis, you'll avoid a bigger crisis. Now, there are better people at this than we are. I'm not a fucking expert in any of this. I just enjoy helping people and sharing my stories, right? I've been on that end. I've been on the receiving end of wanting to just be done. But in those moments, were there were some interesting thoughts, right? Yeah, it's, it's grim and gruesome and, and it's almost, it's stupid almost because it wouldn't solve anything in the grand scheme of things. It would simply just take me out of the equation and leave other people to deal with the problem. So... When I talk about these things, and the only reason I I even brought this one up and wanted to share this with you guys uh, was because of how certain, there's this energy when situations like suicide happen, right? And it's not good energy. It just leaves this thing there. And it just feels wrong. Here's an example. As a young law enforcement guy, we went to a natural death right? Walk in, you can feel that there's no tension in the air. It's just the body died. It was time to go. You get there, you see it, you can sense that nothing really is wrong in the room. It was just time. And there is this energy and you can see it. You can see it in the senior officer's faces. You can see it in the detectives that show up. Because for the most part, every case where there's a deceased human, it's treated as a potential homicide. And so we get there, we look at, we look over the thing, we look over the house, we check things out, look for wounds, little things, right? Just little observations you can make on the spot <laughs> before the body gets removed. And so the energy is different. A couple of days later, this is a major city, right? When I was with Chicago PD, a couple of days later we head out to. A suicide call. Daughter had found her dad in bed, shot himself in the head with a thirty-eight special. Under the pillow. So he didn't leave a huge mess other than the bed being drenched in brains and blood and the matter that comes out of your, your head. And so he had some, some sort of stage something cancer where you're just, you're done, right? But he had time. To- he had another good year or two, but he was, slowly, he was slowly fading in the sense of his ability to get out of bed and do things and just be capable of who he was. And he might have been a very active person, according to the family he was. And so this was hindering him in that sense, and he just wanted to end it all. And he did, and he left a very lengthy note. It was powerful. But the energy in that room was an energy of like tension and fear. And it like engulfed you, even the senior guys. Again, it was a two-man team for the most part in Chicago. And even the senior dude was like, he had this like cringe, not from the scene itself, but from the energy as we were entering the house, we were breaking the threshold into the home. This energy of like anxiety, panic, freaked outness. None of this bullshit that you think is like this calming effect. Everybody that I've talked to that's been on the brink of suicide, they're like, nothing I felt was a a sense of relief. Everything was panicky, fury. I got so fucking scared. I didn't do it. Right. Um, I have heard that there is a sense of relief when you make that decision, but it isn't, it isn't a comfortable release. It's almost like a fuck it. Right. And sometimes when we say fuck it, we get hurt the most. It's like me, when I do if there's certain things I shouldn't be doing, I should be like, yeah, this should be the end of this, and I should cut it off, but I don't. And it creates this issue. And this is that tension that's, that lives on beyond you being physically there. And it's, it's exhausting. I remember being super exhausted at that, at that scene itself. And that's a different case. Now, the third one, just to put it all together, was a hanging. There's a bullied kid. Think he had come out of the closet, young kid, high school, hung himself in his closet. It's crazy, right? Doesn't even doesn't even doesn't even compute that a young adult, and I get it, right? Uh, a young adult was wasn't able to process, and all of this comes to feelings, right? The feeling of being uh, overwhelmed, and there's too much going on that you can't process it, or what you're feeling is a new feeling, and it's so overwhelming that. The only way out is to shut the fucking lights off, which it shouldn't be, right? People have suffered great, great amounts of injustices, violence, trauma. And the thing that holds people together is the reason or the people that holds the thing that holds those people together and they're able to continue living. A lot of it has to do with purpose. Purpose from ourselves, purpose from our family, goals that we've looked into becoming people that we want to be. Uh, so purpose is a very powerful thing that we need to understand and start instilling in us, in our communities, in our people, in our friends and family, even if it's little things. Uh, I do this with the kids a lot. I'm like, Hey, your sole job right now is to do this, do it what I expect results. And then I'll show them how to do it. And that's what I expect from you. I think it's super important just as people who can connect with others is to Find a way to give people purpose, compliments, high fives, little things, right? Uh, As a young adult, this, this teenager, taking his own life was devastating to the family. More devastating than whatever event could have happened that led to that, like I explained what it was. None of that is as damaging as not being there for the people that love you and only want the best for you. It was, the scene there, ridiculous, ridiculous energy. It was this like tension and hatred and the parents were going to fall apart because of this. They're probably not going to be together because one didn't agree, one did agree, one, it was going to become this thing, right? So, or it, it wouldn't have been what it was, but it now is going to be completely different. There's a void for both parents. There's a void by having the absence of the child. There's a void of love in three different directions. And when we start taking that away from people, it starts to break people down. People have less and less to live for and want to be alive for. And the idea that we can teach people We can show each other how to deal with these feelings. It isn't really difficult as long as we're willing to have those conversations. You will have shitty days, but it doesn't represent a shitty life. You will have shitty weeks, but it doesn't represent a shitty life. That is just how things flow. Things have to sometimes be bad so that the good makes more sense, so that you're willing to fight for it any good day that you're having. It sucks for people to take their lives, especially when other people love you and other people care about you. No one's gonna stop you in the long run. You'll find a way if that's what you're looking to do. But be mindful of the people who love you. They love you for a reason. Ask those reasons. Reach out and be like, what can I do better? Maybe those little questions might guide you towards finding a reason or a purpose to have another day. This was a tough episode for me. There's so much more I can go into. There's so many more stories I can tell you about being on cases and being in these situations. I think you guys get the idea. The biggest takeaway for me is talk to each other. Talk to each other about feelings. If you're a dude and you're raising kids, boys or girls, you have to have this conversation. It's great to be tough. It's great to fucking push the limits and make the kids work hard as fucking can be. But you also have to give them the emotional intelligence to understand failure, understand how to recover from that failure. Explain to them the risks of not achieving these things. There's a huge risk to not understanding your emotions. People succeed in life, in business, in relationships, the most when they understand their own feelings. Because it gives them time to process information in front of them. And then it gives them time to help other people in the relationship understand their feelings if they're not caught up. When people are helping each other, we all do better. We all want to be better. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you're not as sad as I am more than anything. Share some positive fucking uh, love to those around you. High fives, fist bumps, whatever it is. Be good to each other. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Later.